0: Today, we remember St. Francis, and uh, you can see uh, from the <coughs> altar cloth, which was made a few years ago by members of St. Ann's Guild at the Bishop's Ranch, those are pictures of the of the parish. Some with us, some no longer with us. And then Betsy and I are wearing the stoles that were made at the same time. Not has the lions, tigers, and bears alive. <laughs> One of my favorites to wear. It was interesting this week, preparing for a sermon on St. Francis, and lo and behold, on the cover of the Independent Journal, was an article about panhandlers on East Bligdale at the Nino Alto. Did you read it? Very interesting stuff. And a very interesting reflection on where we are as a society. But what fascinated me was that the dialogue there, resonated deeply with one of the earliest stories about Francis. Now, the article in the IJ talked about concerns, and one of the concerns was raised by one of the prominent citizens of Mill Valley, whose family has owned a business here for many years, and his concern was that somehow having camp handlers there might uh, be a cause for traffic accidents, traffic safety I was dubious. I was dubious. Because the thing that none of us want to talk about is the reality that people begging on the streets do two things. They reflect to us the economic injustices of our time, and they also reflect to us our own individual vulnerability. And it's hard to talk about both of those things, especially public. The way this resonates with Francis' life goes back to a very early story about him. Long before he founded the Friars Minor, long before he became a prominent name in the Mediterranean, an alternative way of being Christian, long before he was known by popes and magnates and whatnot, he was working at his father's work in the marketplace, I assume, of the CC. His father was a prominent cloth merchant, very wealthy, well-to-do. Francis came from a big family, and it's pretty clear that his father had his eye on Francis to take over the family business. No pressure. No pressure, right? Any of you inherited a family business? You know what it's like. So Francis is there in the marketplace selling the velvets and the cloth, and a beggar comes by seeking alms, Just a few coins. Just a few coins. Just like someone on East Slade Dale and Camino Alto. Interestingly enough, the story doesn't have Francis giving him anything while the market is open. Nothing happens. Who knows what was going on in Francis' head? But when the market closed, Francis ran after the beggar, and he emptied his pockets into his hands, just completely empty was derided by his friends for doing this, this radically generous act. And then he went home, and his father went on one side of him and down the other, being so lavishly generous and foolish. So without solving the problem of panhandlers hand on East Livedale Camino Health, I just want to lift up to you, how would it change the debate? If somebody, instead of putting a few coins or a bottle of water or a snack out of their passenger seat, actually gave one of the people there their purse or their wallet and said, go, enjoy, run up the credit line, empty the bank account of cash, take everything that's there, sell a purse of wallet, especially if it's an expensive one. Because that's what Francis did, basically. How did that change the debate? Did that person get laughed all the way to the one-on-one interchange? Would there be an article about it in the IJ the next week? I don't know, but I wonder. But I wonder. It's a glimpse, isn't it, into the radical way that Francis taught out of his life. Because Francis did all the things we did as young people, you know. He lived it up, decadent life, in many ways, some of which are probably unspeakable. He went to war. He fought the military for a while. He was a soldier. He came home, and after hearing a deeply moving sermon that invited him to take Jesus at his word, Francis left everything behind. He renounced his inheritance, he renounced good clothing, he took off his sandals and his shoes, and he walked barefoot, no walking stick as Jesus instructs, no handbag, and he begged for his needs on the streets of Assisi. And the world was changed forever. Because even though it was 800 years ago Franciscans are still one of the largest religious orders in all of Christianity, and they are the largest religious order in the Episcopal Church and the wider Anglican community. He started a movement that has not stopped. It still attracts people, even in our day and age, which seems so far removed from the High Middle Ages. the preacher said something during that service that I will always remember. He said one of the teachings of Francis was the opposite, or excuse me, poverty is not the absence of riches. Poverty is not the absence of riches. Poverty. personal power, control, domination, not only of other people, but of our own lives. Francis had that. He was born into that. He had control of his destiny. He could have inherited the family business, at least a portion of the wealth of the family. He could have gone on to lead a very nice life And the CC. Thank you very much. I'll do what I want to do. set that aside as part of the vow of poverty, which is one of the cornerstones of Franciscan spirituality, he discovered a much more profound power, a power that resided in the people of Assisi, that resided in those who followed him into a life of poverty, and a power that caught the attention of even the Pope. It's one of the great ironies that Jesus teaches us in the Gospels that when we set aside our personal power, our willful domination and control over our own lives, that we find life. Those who lose their lives, Jesus says, will find them, and those who keep their lives will lose them. It's the great ironic teaching of the Gospels. Francis discovered this. He epitomized it. He became so well known in the Mediterranean that he could hardly go anywhere without people recognizing him. He did get the attention of popes and leaders and political leaders, and yet, when he came to the end of the day, all he wanted was to go back to live with his small community in Assisi that small community, though living in poverty and quietude and simplicity, was able to bring the people of CC to rebuild not one, not two, but more than a handful of churches and rekindle a life that had been lost to corruption and power-grabbing at the height of the Middle Ages. That's power you can't buy. It's power you can't sell. Riches beyond the wildest dreams. Francis discovered it through poverty. In the words of one of our prayers in the daily office, he discovered the glory of God that can do more acting through us than we can possibly ask or imagine, if we will only just get out of the way. Long enough for that. Francis did. Now, if he were among us today, we would probably not want to sit close to him. He probably smelled. You know? He was a scandalous guy. You know, he probably smelled. He probably would be saying things that would make us very uncomfortable. Rumor has it he even befriended the headlights in his hair. Public school system would go on to have a but to and we'll have to have headlines checks Francis discovered something profound as he laid aside personal power. And that was a deep connection with the Earth, with the creatures of the Earth, which is why he is the patron saint of our animals. He would understand our close friendship with our pets, our loving relationship with them. He would understand, as a dog trainer tells me as well, that it's not the dogs that need to train, but the He would understand that. Because we insulate ourselves from the creatures of the earth and from one another frequently with our material goods. And by setting all that aside, Francis forged a deep and profound relationship with all living recognize the abundant life that God has already planted in the heart of creation. We will only shed our control for long enough to receive it. Today we kick off our stewardship season here at Church of Our Savior. Getting to the way of Francis Boy, you might need to empty your pockets <laughs> it's a fun idea. It's a fun idea. Has not yet been tried in the parish I've oh. It might be tried in the last parish i And seriously, the path that Francis discovered in that marketplace in Assisi, the path to spiritual poverty, which is the beginning of God's riches is the path of generosity. I invite you to consider that this season, as you give thanks for all of the good things you have received from God. You let go of control. Instead, embrace the living God that Francis served and followed. The living God who gives you life, springing up to eternity.